Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You know, I get the question all the time. Conrad, I know you help people save money and you help people refinance, but could you actually help me buy a house? Yeah, buddy. Come on now. Buywithconrad.com is your hookup. And let me give you a heads up. You don't need a huge down payment to buy a house in 2022. In fact, you may not need a down payment at all. There are still loan programs out there that can get you out of your apartment and into a brand new house with no money down. And I know it sounds too good to be true, but buddy, we're doing it pretty routinely. And you don't have to be a veteran, but yeah, we can still help our veterans get into a house with no money down. But more importantly, we're going to help you get on the path to buy a house this year. You see, a lot of times we have these conversations and folks say, well, I've got a little bit of time left on my lease, or I'm not sure exactly when I'll be ready, or how much of a down payment do I need to save up? My advice, don't get ahead of yourself. Let's start the pre-approval process. Let's know what your new house payment could look like. You'll tell us how much down payment you want to have. Maybe the answer is zero. That's cool. And then you'll tell us what you want your monthly payment to be. And then you go shopping for your dream home. But step one starts at buywithconrad.com. And hey, did you know that when you go to file your taxes as a homeowner, you're going to get a statement back from your mortgage company that's going to say, hey, you can write off this amount of interest this year. How much of your rent are you writing off this year? None of it. Oh, and by the way, what's your interest rate on your rent? Well, that would be 100%, pal. You know you can do better than 100% interest. That's what rent is. Stop throwing your money away. And by the way, we can even help you get rid of your current house and get into a better house if you already have a house but you think, you know what, it's time for a new place. We can help you at buywithconrad.com. That's buywithconrad.com, B-U-Y with Conrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. And be sure to ask about our green light underwrite. We can actually get your file completely underwritten, and that allows you to negotiate like a cash buyer at buywithconrad.com. 
Do you love wrestling podcasts but hate all the ads? Well, you can get all the great podcasts early and ad-free at adfreeshows.com. It only starts at nine bucks a month, but you get exclusive series at adfreeshows.com like Title Chase, Eric Fires Back, Conversations with Conrad, and tons more, and a chance to interact with your favorite podcast hosts every month. See for yourself why thousands of other wrestling fans say adfreeshows.com is the best value in wrestling. Adfreeshows.com. Hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to DDP Snake Pit. And of course, we couldn't do it without a pair of Hall of Famers, Mr. Jake the Snake Roberts. How are you, man? I'm ready to drop somebody with that DDT, man. That's what I'm ready for. <laughs> We're going to be talking about it today. And the Diamond Cutter, thanks to our other host, the Hall of Famer himself, Diamond Dallas Page. What's up, dude? How are you? And I'll be kicking out of that DDT. <laughs> 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 Two of the perhaps most influential, most talked about, most important finishers in all of wrestling. And here we are, uh, the masters of those holds, uh, the the co-hosts of our show here. So Jake, you've told us in the archives where the DDT came from, uh, but something you brought up. For the people who buzz by that, give them the, uh, the, the reader's digest version of it. Um, it occurred because it was an accident. Some great things happen over accidents sometimes. Um, actually, I had a front face lock on the grappler, a great wrestler. Len Denton, right? Len Denton. You know, he never went in the Hall of Fame. He should be there. But uh, anyway, I had him in a front face lock, and he went to push me into the corner. And when he went to push me, he stepped on my foot. And when he stepped on my foot, they let me know where to go. So I fell. And uh, when I fell, I held on to him. And being a baby face at the time, I, I jumped to my feet like, I didn't fall down. I didn't fall down. You know, I didn't trip because you're so embarrassed that you fell. I don't get that from guys. Why do we get embarrassed when we fall in the ring? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. You fall all the time. <laughs> so anyway, I, I jumped to my feet going, and uh, Grappler was smart. He stayed down because he was listening to the people. Wow. And the people just went, oh, that, that. Oh. Yeah, and they were quiet. Because they never seen that before. No. And they were impressed. Yeah. And so I got in the back. I'm like, damn, what did I do? How did, what, what impressed him so much? And then I talked to him later on. Because back in those days, you didn't share a locker room. You, know, you were way away from each other. And weren't allowed to ride with each other or any of that. So I finally talked to him, I believe, at TV or something. And he's like, man, you got to do something with that. So that could be something. Because at the time I was using a uh, knee lift for a finisher, right? Which had been given to me from wrestling too, which was what an honor for him to come and ask me, please. I want you to use the knee lift as your finisher moving forward after I leave. Wow. And so you didn't ask him. He asked you to care, keep the yes. tradition going. Yes. Wow. I, when we get there, I have a very similar story with Randy Orton that he didn't remember, but we'll talk about that a little yeah. bit. But, uh, yeah, wrestling too. said, man, I want you to carry it on. You can do it. So you got them long legs and you can run at it. And, and I should, well, we got in the ring and I showed him what I could do. And oh, he was ecstatic with it, man. And, uh, what an honor for me. Cause I, you know, again, going back to who I was, 
I didn't think uh, I had the honor right to do anything. You know, I thought I was just a piece of crap at the time, and uh, which I did through the most of my career. But uh, yeah, that was a great moment for me. But uh, coming up with the DDT, that was really sweet. And then coming up with the name, I uh, picked up a USA Today newspaper one morning, and uh, there it is, DDT outlawed by the U.S. government. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Mm. If it's been outlawed, that's me. How, how well does that fit? And, uh, you know, of course, DDT is short for some damn word about that long. Right, right. Dichloride, <laughs> methylene, somedi, something right. like that. I don't know. But it was about a poison they were using on uh, bugs and stuff on our, our crops. And it was getting into the food chain and uh, causing brain damage. Wow. And I thought, well, that fits too, because it causes right. brain damage, right? Right, right. That's steamboat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, that was uh, crazy. So yeah. not to go too far back into the woods, but I'm fascinated by the knee lift conversation that, that Mr. Yeah. Wrestling number two gave it to you. And there's Jake, there's a whole lot of folks who are watching this, who are really just primarily familiar with your WWF uh, career. And, and of course what you're doing these days in AEW, but I think a lot of fans don't really know the story of Mr. Wrestling number two and what a big oh, player he was. Can you tell us a little bit about him? Man, he was huge brother. Uh, you know, I, I talked to him. We, we, we did a lot of road trips together and, and I asked him about the mask because, uh, you know, he, he was a believer, man. He, he worked that thing to the hilt. Uh, he took, he showered with his mask on, you know, he didn't take it off and, uh, he didn't take it off till he got miles away from a building. And, um, he really kept it away from everybody. In fact, he almost got a shot one night because we were in home of Louisiana and we stopped to get, pick up the beer after the show and wrestling two walks in with his mask on. <laughs> well, that story had been robbed the week before with oh. the guy with the mask on. So we turn around from the cooler and we're looking at a shotgun and the guy's up there shaking. Not again, not again. You're not robbing me again. Whoa. <laughs> He's the one with the mask pointed him and I got the hell out of there. But, uh, I asked wrestling too. Why, why did you go to the mask? And that's a good story. At the time he was working for Jim Barnett back in Chicago years ago. And Barnett fired him because he looked old. Mm. He had lost his hair at like 25. And he was like, you know, early 30s right. at the time. And Barnett said, I can't have no old men wrestling. You're fired. So he left, come up with the mask idea, call Barnett and got a job. <laughs> come back in, Barnett never knew it. Wow. He did not know it was the same guy. And he kayfaked him for years. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but wrestling too, man, what a performer he was. That knee lift to his brother, when he hit it, people would start shouting, two, two, two. <laughs> mm. And he, boy, he'd slap the hell out of your damn back, man. <laughs> right between the shoulder blades. You can't reach that spot. <laughs> but uh, he was a fantastic performer. I learned a lot from him. You know, he just, if you took the mask off of him, you wouldn't think that he could do those moves. That he right. Does. Because you just look at it. No, no. Because he had, he had, you know, he was doing the juke and jerk and 
you know, the voodoo, the wiggly stuff, you know, like a Thunderbolt Patterson might do. Right, right. You know, right. doing the black stuff, man. And right. the, the black people loved him. Oh, he had a, such a falling with the black people in Louisiana. They loved him. And uh, yeah, it, it was awesome, brother. Awesome. Now, his wife. Yeah, is the one that makes Flair's robes, right? Olivia Walker and 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 a lot of the guys, Greg Valentine, and on and on. Yeah, but yet wrestling too doesn't wear a robe. Go figure that. (laughs) Passion, drive, and patience—the formula for winning championships—is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, It's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... How to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. It's hard to imagine, but spring is almost here, and we're close to feeling that soft grass under our feet. But first, Man, we got to get our lawn back. Thankfully, Sunday gets your lawn growing and helps to keep it healthy all season long. Sunday can help you grow a beautiful lawn without the guesswork or the nasty chemicals. Their plans include fertilizer and everything you need to easily care for your lawn with ingredients like seaweed, iron, molasses. You can feel good with kids and pets being around. All you have to do is visit getsunday.com, put in your address, and their lawn analysis tool does the rest. They then use the soil and climate data to create a personal nutrient plan delivered to your door when you need it. Just attach the ready-to-use pouch to a garden hose and spray. It takes less than 15 minutes. Best of all, this stuff really works. I did Sunday years ago, and I continue to be a Sunday customer. i got to tell you, just seeing it all online, the actual lawn analysis, Dude, they got like a picture of your day. It's unbelievable, really, that they have all of this information. And my setup and routine and what I've got for my house here in Alabama, it might be different for yours. It's not one size fits all. Sunday's really got this figured out. And Sunday is offering our listeners 20% off. Full season plans start at just $129, and you can take 20% off of that at checkout when you visit getsunday.com slash snake. That's 20% off your custom plan at getsunday.com slash DDP snake. The, uh, the, the interesting thing to me is I know when a lot of our listeners hear a knee lift, but you have to understand this was a different time. This was a different era, but it was also called the million dollar knee lift. I mean, this is the best knee lift you ever saw. Um, 
but it's fascinating to me that you didn't go to him and ask for that. He brought it to you. What were you planning to use for a finish? If that was the right nomenclature back then, I was using a Russian leg sweep. Yeah. You know, that's a good finish. It's a good finish, but you know, I wasn't, I wasn't really happy with it because I couldn't do the pop over the way a lot of guys do. Yeah, like, like, like Brad, Brad Armstrong. Armstrong taught me that. Yeah. yeah. I could hit that thing and slide right and over. Pop over. That's beautiful. But I couldn't yeah. quite do that. So I didn't like it. Uh, before that, I used a sleeper for a short period of time in Calgary. And um, other than that, I used my back. That was my finisher. I'd lay on my back. back. (laughs) Look at the lights. One, two, three. Ah, I lost again. (laughs) So now that we've we've sort of got the origin story of how we really stumble into the DDT, uh, Dallas, (laughs) talk me through how the diamond cutter came to be. Is is that also a happy accident or was that more intentional? No, there was the, the one accident, which was funny is I was out in front, and by this time they built me some really good pyro. And one night I just threw it up and I did the bang. And I started to do the shake off it and I tripped. And I freaking almost fell down when I caught myself. And when I watched it back and went, that looked looked like it looked like I got imploded. Yes. Got shot off the stage. And little kids would come up to me signing, whether it was MGM or wherever we were doing a signing, and they would bang, they'd do the shake and the stumble. That was me tripping. tripping. That's funny. Going, I'll keep that. Uh, The diamond cutter come on. uh, I was using the pancake before that, where I'd pick the guy up, spin him down. Really didn't like it. Thought it was more of a move instead of a finish. And Johnny Ace, Johnny Laurinaitis and I have been best friends since... When I was telling you that I worked for Mike Michael Graham in uh, Florida Championship Wrestling, when I was working in the AWA with uh, Bad Company, he had booked Bad Company and and asked me to you know come up from Fort Myers, which is 135 miles, to uh, do the show. My pink Cadillac broke down, <laughs> and, and I still made the show. And uh, they took my car back and me and my buddy, who we were calling Rock Hard Rick, because he's wanted to be a wrestler. Um, he was in my first videos of me interviewing with wrestlers that people thought were real uh, that I sent to the AWA. But uh, bottom line is I, I made the show. And so for some reason, me and Lauren Nettis, we just kicked it off. Big, you know, buddies, I didn't have a car, so I stayed at his house. Mm. And I would stay at his house. God, probably 10 different times over, you know, our, our, our lives together, you know, we'd go up and, you know, me and Kim go up and visit him and Jill, his wife at the time. And, you know, we'd spend the weekend. We just had, we were really good friends and he was working in Japan. And only one time did he stay at my place in Atlanta because he was coming through and he had a layover. He said, Hey, I want to get together with you. So I'm just going to lay over. Is it cool if I stop by? I'm like, absolutely. So we had that day when he got in and he's like, um, so what do you think we uh, go down to the, uh, the power plant, man? He goes, I want to, uh, I want to show you this new finish I got. I think you, it's good for you. And I was like, sure, I'll go down and check it out. And what year would this be Dallas? Was, Guess what year that would be. What year do you think that is? I want to say is either, I want to say 95 ish. Okay. It was somewhere around 95. 
and um, he would he would grab the guy with one arm, kind of like Orton did, and he would do the peace sign, and then he'd kick out. There was no out of nowhere. There was no you know cravat, none of that. He, that was just his style. That's how he did it. And you know, I tried it. Triple H was there that day. Paul Levesque was there. Canyon was there. Uh, Eric Watts was there. And so I got to try it on all the different guys. And Regal was there. And Regal said, it's missing something. He goes, you know how I do the cravat? Because he does, you know, he, he's, Regal was one of the best mat wrestlers yeah, ever. on the planet. Yeah. Yes. Because yes. it was Stay a away. Shoot. Stay yeah. away. <laughs> if someone, because he worked the original Carnies, uh, Steve. So he'd be in carnivals. And wrestling two or three times a day. Yeah. And sometimes it was people come out of the crowd thing. Wow. And you put a, you, Steve could hook you, you know? So I watched him and Robbie, who's one of the uh, uh, trainers down at NXT. Robbie. Uh, Robbie. I can't remember Robbie's last name. The English guy? English guy. Brookside. Yeah. Brookside. Oh, no. he's Robbie he's Brookside. Not, that's why he's one of the trainers yeah. down at NXT. Like, he's the real deal, too. And I would watch him and Regal. Remember, we got three rings going on. But him and Regal get in, and they go an hour. An hour with no breaks, no water, no pausing. No they would go an hour straight, bumping occasionally, but mainly just doing all their wrestling. Uppercuts. Right, all that shit. And then they were beating the shit out of each other, yeah. too. But they love it because that's how they were raised in the business. So, so glad to see that Robbie got recognized down there. And now that Steve, now he's gone from you know, NXT or WWE. Now he's over in AEW and <laughs> make, making an impact already over there. I, Steven Regal's one of my favorite people. So, so Regal says to me, he says, mate, here's what I want you to do. And he reached through and he taught me the cravat. And you reach through, it's not like a headlock. If I'm putting a, the buddy a diamond cutter, I'm just doing this. But if I'm going to grab you, I'm grabbing you like that. And the way you can lean your body into it, like, I've got you. Once I got you there, you're mine. And so if you don't go, you're going. You're going. It's so, not going to be pleasant. Right. And that, and that came later, not the same day. It just came me working on something. It was just me grabbing them and hitting them. And, you know, it was okay. It wasn't anything special. What made it special, remember, I've watched 80 hours of Jake. Yeah. Over and over again. And I had my favorite matches, you know, that I, that I would watch. And I always loved the DDT out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about that with him next. But that's what... I was over at his house and, you know, then watching, you know, he's with Cheryl, him and Cheryl together and the kids and, and he's watching and not saying a lot, having a little look over me occasionally, like, well, you know, I don't understand that. Or, okay, I, I, that was good. Or yes, whatever. And then when I hit, I hit a diamond cutter out of nowhere. It was my first time I'd ever done it. And I can't remember to God's honest truth who it was on. I want to say it was on, I want to say it was on Scotty Riggs. I'm not sure, but he went to suplex me and I grabbed the rope. Mm. So he couldn't go to suplex me. And then I hit him in the gut Boom. and I snapped into it. And Jake gave me the all. Hi, oh, he looked over at me, took a big deep breath of a cigarette. He went, now you're starting to understand it. Yeah. 
And you had to figure that out. Yeah. Like that's something I, I didn't want to tell you. You had to figure that out. And then it became like, okay, because I got a little bit of a pop, you know. Uh, Dylan, who is my chief editor here, you know, Steve used the president of my company and Yoda on the editing as far as storytelling. Yeah. Dylan is right behind him. And Dylan, when he was 15, made a tape and it's on YouTube. It's called Diamond Cutters on Everybody. It's a YouTube tape and it's one bump after another diamond cutter, but it starts where you can see started people started, oh, you're like, oh, you know, you know, oh, oh. And by the end of it, man, I hit that move and the whole building. Because you know, that's by this time we're in front of 20,000 people. The whole building stands up, throwing up diamond cutter sign, and it's on a bunch of job guys. Right. There's not one top guy in that mix of that tape. And that shows you that, mm. as we all know, people want to be surprised only when they want to be surprised. Yes. You know, no one wants to be surprised if they don't want it. Well, they're looking for a place to hope for you to come out of the bad situation you're in. So when you hit it from nowhere, they're the, oh, my God, how's he going to get out of this? He's, he's going to lose. He's going to lose. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you hit it, and you take him from here right through the roof. The best pop I ever got in my whole career happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I was in the ring doing the interview, and Dick Slater came down with Dark Journey. Oh, yeah. And they were complaining that me using the DDT should be ruled. It should be ba banned because it was hurting people's necks, yada, yada, yada. Great, great. You know, and I'm, yeah. hell no, you're not taking that away from me. I can beat you, by God, I'll beat you. Said, I'll wrestle you if you don't use the DDT. Bullshit. That's what I do, you know, and back and forth, back and forth. And then me and Slater go at it. We go at it. I spin him around, hook him. When I hook him for the DDT, Dark Journey's there, and she's reached in her purse, and she's got a bottle of something, and she squirts me with it, and it's like a purple dye. I had on a bright yellow shirt, oh, and this dye hit me in the face, and I go down, and I'm scrambling. Oh, my eyes, rolling around, rolling around. As I get to my feet, because I, I, I can't see, I'm doing all this, I bump into Dark Journey. I turn, hook the head, and drop her. <laughs> I've watched that video. I've never seen people jump that high. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't stand up. They flew up. Right, right. And it's right. so incredible. I feel so bad for the guys today because they don't get that anymore. Right. Well, it's different. It's a different thing. Yeah, I know it's a different, it's a different thing. But to watch these people shoot out of their chairs, man, and just totally lose it. And I'm up there rolling around with dye in my face. Yeah, because everybody's thinking, no matter what, you're going to hit Slater, right? Yeah. But you can't take his heat. I don't know. Yeah, but you can't take his heat. You know, and the psychology of hitting Dark Journey. Right. And, with, and a very well, big deal. Too. <laughs> but a very big deal on top of that, that's a woman. Yeah. You didn't do that back then. No. You, you today, women you know, get in the ring with men. Yeah. 
you know, but back then you didn't do that. Well, I hit her with that man. And then she wore a neck brace around for, oh. a, for a month. <laughs> and then I gave my notice and left. Uh. <laughs> uh. I hope but we, uh, journey was, but let, let, let me go to before. I don't want to forget this about maybe two years ago. I was just on YouTube and Johnny Laurinaitis popped up with Johnny Ace from Japan. And I'm watching him catch all these diamond cutters or ace cutters out of nowhere. Yeah. It was an accumulation. And I call him up. I go, you hey, son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. You, you don't tell me that you you taught me. Yes, thank you. I taught you. He goes, and he just started laughing. He goes, come on. We always steal each other's shit. Yeah. <laughs> the important thing is know where to steal your shit from. Yeah, right. <laughs> Science tells us the best way to achieve and maintain consistent deep sleep is by lowering our core body temperature. You see, temperature-controlled sleep repairs our muscles after a hard day's work, and it improves our cognitive function, so you always start your day feeling sharp and alert. Chili Sleep makes customizable, climate-controlled sleep solutions that help you improve your entire well-being. Chili Sleep makes the Uller, that's the one I have, and the Cube Sleep System. Both are hydro-powered, temperature-controlled mattress toppers that fit over your existing mattress to provide you your ideal sleep temperature. These luxury mattress pads keep your bed at the perfect temperature for deep sleep, whether you sleep hot or cold. These sleep systems are designed to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and give you the confidence and energy to power through your day. Imagine waking up and not feeling tired. Chili Sleep can make that happen. For an extra layer of comfort, they also make the Chili Blanket. It's the only weighted blanket that can also be paired with a control unit for the ultimate sweat-free sleep. Head over to chilisleep.com forward slash DDP snake to learn more and save 30% off the purchase of any cube or Uller sleep system. Now this offer is available exclusively for DDP snake pit listeners and only for a limited time. That's chili C H I L I sleep.com slash DDP snake to take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up refreshed every day. Speaking of, uh, you know, when you're first working on that move at the power plant, you listed a whole bunch of folks. Well, there's a story out there. I think it's 1996, maybe it's 95, but there's a guy who pops up on WWF programming called Hunter Hearst Helmsley. And he actually did that move one time. And there's a pretty legendary thing that happened afterwards that maybe changed the course of wrestling. What, what happened there, Dallas? Well, for me, you know, I was real, the, the diamond Cutter was really getting over like Jake said, that's my. You know, that's my thing, you know? And for me, you know, it was the diamond cutter was taking me to a different spot. Yes. Because again, you could hit it on anyone out of anywhere. And even though I was only hitting guys who were enhancement guys, it's still popping the crowd. Right. So you know you have something there. So one night I because I, I watched Raw, I taped it all and I'd come home and I'd watch it, you know, and see what everybody's doing. And then one night, friggin' Triple H hit that cutter out of nowhere and pinned the guy. I was like, no. Bastard. No, I was more like, no, not him. Because there's three guys who, when I say, are the, have the craziest work ethics ever. Me, him, and The Rock. Rock's probably got us all beat because he's up at four thirty every morning in the gym and doing one movie and TV show and and friggin' whatever the hell he's doing liquor, 
tequila. I mean, what isn't he doing? So I'm going to put him at the top of the list, you know, but the three of us, insane work ethic. And I'm thinking, man, if Paul does that, if he, if he takes that, I got to call him. And I just pick up the phone and he never answered the phone. He, he never answered before that day. Or after I think that day he answered. And, he knew. And he's like, hey, D, how you doing, How man? you doing, buddy? Yeah, and, uh, and I was like, man, I'm doing great. Uh, well, listen, bro, I, you know, if we talk for a little bit, get the you know, side talk out of the way. And, you know, because when he went up there, when he left here, I called Kevin Nash. And I said, listen, great kid, incredible work ethic. He doesn't drink, do drugs, nothing. Like, great co-pilot for you guys, you know, up there and uh, just a great human being, you know, you're going to dig him. And of course, Kev saw him, met him, loved him, pulled him in, took him under his wing. And so, uh, you know, we had a real, real relationship, you know, and I said, listen, bro, I said, I got a favor to ask you. He goes, sure, D, anything. I go, no, don't say that. <laughs> because I don't have the right to ask this. <laughs> Sting's got Sting's got the scorpion, you know, the scorpion deathlock. Uh, Bret Hart's got the sharpshooter. They're the same move. So it's, it was very customary for one guy to have it here, one guy to have it there. And, uh, you know, bottom line is, I said, uh, you know, bro, I go, I'm, I'm just really starting to get this diamond cutter over. And it's really like, it's, it's really giving me some serious momentum. And, yeah, I saw you do it the other night and beat a guy, and, you know, and, and, and I get it. And I don't have the right to ask you, bro, but I'll tell you, <laughs> you know, you, you, you're so much younger than me. You got the, the pedigrees amazing. And man, if you wouldn't use it anymore, I'd really appreciate it. He goes, done deal. And that was the last time he ever did it. He didn't use it as a high spot. Not that, not Jesus that I was Christ. Just think how far Hunter could have went if he did it. Again, <laughs> again, guy. again, he didn't need it. Right. You know, he didn't need it. And I remember me and Terry Taylor and him uh, had gone to a gentleman's club after the power plant one day. And he walked off to go do something or whatever. And, and Terry looked back at me. He goes, man, I really like that kid. He goes, he's got your work ethic. And I said, yeah. And his age, like he's 22, I'm 36, or maybe he's 23, now it's 36, you know. So it was a really big, it was a really big deal. And then uh, Johnny, I believe it was, or Michael P.S. Hayes, not exactly sure, when Austin was coming up with his new finish, you know, that he was going to use, it turned into a stunner, they brought it up. You should use, from what I understand, how legend has it, that, you know, Steve, you should do, you know, your, your version of the cutter. And Steve was like, nope. He goes, that's not, I ain't doing the same thing he's doing. Austin's got to be original. And they took a version of that and turned it into that, you know. Stone Cold Stunner. stunner which kind of got over. You know? <laughs> Some places. <laughs> kind of got over. Some places. Um, another thing he could take out of nowhere from something he had done. Um, which was a great, and, and, and to finish up the Randy story, because you talked about uh, uh, Mr. Wrestling 2 before about the knee lift. I know I'm done. I know I'm done with WWE. I'm out of here. And I literally call Randy 
And I, I, you know, I didn't realize he was a little loopy, but later on, I realized maybe he was, he just had surgery on his shoulder. Now I don't know this in time. And I was like, Hey, Randy, I said, uh, I just want to let you know, bro, I'm, I'm getting out of the business, man. And I said, you don't have a, a, a finished you yet. That's really, you know, for you. I said, man, I would love you to use a diamond cutter. He's like, Oh no, DDP, that's yours. Blah, blah, blah. Like, no, man, that the, the you, you got to be the guy. And as time went on, I thought he remembered that conversation. <laughs> and later I'd heard some comments here and there. And now I'm at TV with him. I'm not working. I'm just there. And he's like, Hey, DP, how you doing? I'm like, Hey, Randy. Cause Randy's like my guy, as far as the younger guys that were coming up then who, and I love his old man, you know, cowboy, I love his old man. We were on the road together yes. with cowboy. Uh, when I first came to OVW, it was me and Batista against Taker and Kane. And when I saw a cowboy, a big hug, and he's like, you know, look out for my boy up there. And I did, you know, I mean, I really love that kid. And I think of all the guys, yeah. and I talked about this a few weeks ago, of all the guys that ever been in the business, I mean, he's in a very select class Definitely. of the guys who have made an impact over 20 years youngest guy to ever be the world champion. I mean, he's got every accolade you could have. And I loved the, the, have the affiliation you know, of him doing a version of the diamond Cutters. every time he did it, especially early on, people were thinking of me, Yeah, you know, but he put his own spin on it and he came up with ways to do it that I couldn't have done. And, um, you know, bottom line is that day I see him at the TV I go, Randy, I go, I got to talk to you for a second. He goes, everything all right? I go, yeah, it's okay, man. I, I go, but um, you know, I saw something that you had said, and, you know, don't you remember me calling you and telling you? And he's like, honestly, Diamond, no. He <laughs> goes, you could have called what I was doing, because it was right after my shoulder surgery, right? Oh, yeah. And he's like, yeah, he goes, he goes that's the only thing I could think of. And he kind of did sound a little... Like, oh, no, no, but, you know, you know, that short thing. You know, and, uh, you know, yeah. and looking, thinking back, I go, he goes, but if you say I said it, if we had this conversation, we had the conversation. <laughs> I go, well, I'm not making it up. I just found it really amazing that you didn't remember. But just so you know, dude, I'm glad. I love the fact, you know, that, that you did it and took it to another level and your move. And there was so many. There's one he did with, uh, uh, with Ziggler and there was out of a power bomb and, and I'm going to go for Eddie Guerrero first comes up to me the time I take it out of a power bomb, but for Eddie, I rolled them up and he, Eddie said, we'll go into a power bomb. I go, dude, your junk's going to be in my face. How are we going to get you out of that? Mike. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> he said, no, roll me up on your shoulder. Eddie said, and then boost me. Of course, Eddie spins and we fall that we never practiced it. Just had him do that and slide down my back. I go, boy, if we could time that. That's one of my favorite diamond cutters ever. Oh, God. But back over to Orton and Ziggler. Ziggler is another Eddie Guerrero type of athlete who can do anything. One of the best mechanics ever. And I can't believe he's still as good a mechanic. Yeah. As many bumps as he's taken 17 years later. You know, I love some of the stuff that he was doing with, uh, with uh, Braun Breaker. Uh, who will always be Bronson Steiner to me. Yeah. Uh, but um, he took him out of the powerbomb, and they boosted him up, and Zig kicked out, 
and they caught a beautiful uh, RKO cutter. <laughs> so by now, you know, the Fed has raised interest rates and they're telling us they're going to raise rates six more times this year. What does that mean for you? It means waiting will only cost you money. If you've been thinking about building, if you've been thinking about buying, if you've been thinking about refinancing, the time to act is now. Waiting will cost you money. I urge you, I encourage you, just let us run the numbers for you. If you want to buy a house, go to buywithconrad.com. If you want a lower monthly payment, go to savewithconrad.com. And I know what you're thinking. Man, can I really save money if rates are going up? Absolutely. Because if you've got credit card debt, if you've got a second mortgage, if you need to make improvements to your home, there's not a better, easier, faster, more economical, cheaper way to borrow this money than to use your current equity in your house. Here's what we're talking about. All of a sudden, our houses are worth more than ever in the last couple of years because the real estate market is hot, 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 daddy. Now, what you do with this debt, once you owe that debt, is up to you. So if you don't do what I'm encouraging you to do and go to savewithconrad.com, man, just keep making the minimum payments. Now, they're going to jack up your interest rates on your credit cards, too. Just so you know, we're not just talking about home loan rates, but all the money is about to get more expensive. Now, you're right now sitting at an interest rate on your credit cards that's way too high. I don't know how high, but you may not either. Is it 19%? Is it 29%? Here's what I know. It's going up. And if you feel stuck, if you feel like you're making the minimum payments, if you don't feel like you have a real plan to get out of debt, now's the time to make that plan, baby. Savewithconrad.com. We can help you knock out all that debt, even let you skip your next two house payments, and more importantly, pay your house off faster. When we're really talking about saving on a refinance, the term is the killer. If the bank can trick you into giving them 29% of your gross monthly income every month until you die, it's mission accomplished for them. Don't take my word for it. Throw it in your Google machine. Mortgage is Latin for pledge until death. They put you in this thing to keep you beholden to them every month until you die. That's not the American dream. The dream is to get out of debt. I want to help you get out of debt today. Make a stand today. Tell the banks to stick it, brother. We're going to show them how to get out of debt faster and with cheaper monthly payments. If you got car loans, check. I can handle that. You got credit card debt, check. I can handle that. Oh, and here's a pop quiz for you. Have you always wanted to do one thing to your house? Whether we're talking about upgrading your kitchen, upgrading your bathroom, putting in a pool, putting in a man cave, let's make someday today. All that's going to do is make your house worth even more. You're going to create even more equity. But at the same time, you're going to get those repairs or improvements done with no money out of pocket. You hear me? Why would you not do this? Get the dream house with the dream payment right now at SaveWithConrad.com. And if you're still throwing your money away on rent, I urge you, I encourage you, this is the year to take action. There is no stopping this real estate boom right now. I cannot believe what's happening, and I want you to be a part of it. Had you done it two years ago, you'd already be rolling in the dough, baby. What's that old proverb? The best time to plant a tree was 100 years ago. The second best time is now. Something like that. The second best time to buy a house is now. Find out how much money you can save when you stop throwing your money away on rent. And you actually build some wealth for yourself at buywithconrad.com. And, buddy, we're licensed in almost all the states. Don't take my word for it. I know it sounds weird. Wait, the podcast guy about wrestling can help me save money? Go check out my reviews, conradreviews.com. 
you'll see more than a thousand reviews. Our average is like 4.71 or 4.72. You know what that means? Pretty, pretty, pretty good. We're going to save you some cash. You're going to love it. Run the numbers with me. No cost, no obligation. Buy with Conrad if you want to buy. Save with Conrad if you want to save. Either way, I can hook you up. Savewithconrad.com, NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. And oh, by the way, don't be nervous about talking about your credit report. I don't care that you had a late here or there. I don't care that you had a bankruptcy back in the day. I'm not going to tell you no. Now, I might say not yet, but here's how. You need a plan to get out of debt. You need a plan to buy a house, and I can help you with that plan at SaveWithConrad.com or BuyWithConrad.com. Hey, man, maybe you don't want to do that. Give us a call, 888-425-0105, or just drop me a line. Yes, email me, Conrad at SaveWithConrad.com. Back when I first went to the WWF, there was somebody using the DDT for the finish. Really? Yeah. Who was that? Adrian Adrian Adonis was. I'll be darned. So when I went up there, that was one of the things that was brought up during our meeting. I said, well, you know, I'm taking that finish back, man. I said, I came up with that shit and uh, blah, blah, blah. And Vince went and talked to Adrian and Adrian kind enough to let me have it. Yeah, respect. I, I couldn't have stopped him. <laughs> you know? Respect. And uh, there's another guy that should be in the Hall of Fame, man. Yes. Adrian Adonis. Yeah, he was uh, a great worker, boy. Oh, my God. He was a machine. But like like me, took the wrong, took the left when he should have went right. Mm. Talk to me a little bit about the the DDT back then because you know we've talked about how Lynn Ditton took it first and and even um, Dark Journey, but then we saw maybe the most brutal DDT ever, the one on the floor with Ricky yeah. the Dragon Steamboat. Is there a quote unquote right way to take the DDT? Yeah. Flat. Yeah. Let's go flat. Bottom line is it cannot be done on a hard surface. Right. Because if it's a hard surface, you're going to splatter your brains. You know, I, back in my drinking days, I did it a few times in bars and stuff, you know, when I got in trouble in there mm-hmm. and they didn't get up, you know? And, uh, you know, even when I did Hogan on a platform, which has a lot of give but it didn't have enough because it split Hogan's skull. And uh, I'm going to tell you guys this, but I'm not going to tell you the guys that suggested it to me. I was told by these guys to uh, pick somebody out of the locker room and DDT them on WTBS on the concrete intentionally. in hopes of killing them. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was like, what? And they're like, dude, you'll be the most overheal ever. I'm going to kill somebody with something. You know, what the hell are you talking about? And they encouraged me to do it, but I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't do it. And, you know, doing Steamboat, I argued in the back, no, it cannot be done. And Steamboat had the affiliation with George Scott, who had been the booker at uh, Mid-Atlantic and gave Steamboat his big break. And George had went to Steamboat and with that idea of be dropping him on the concrete. 
And Steamboat argued with me, please, man, do it for me. Oh, man. I can block it. I'll get my hands down in time. No, you won't. It don't work. Hmm. And it didn't work. You know, and uh, whenever I dropped Steamboat, I thought he was dead. I really did. Uh, picking him up. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, dead my way, God. Herniate myself, man. Getting him in the ring. And if you watch that film, you'll see me pointing at Steamboat and then pointing at George Scott. Because George Scott had came down and got into the ring. I'm like, there, George. I hope you're friggin' happy. He's dead. And uh, I was surprised he wasn't. Because, man, I heard his head hit. It was a god-awful sound, man. It was like a watermelon being thrown on concrete. Mm. That pop. It was a pop. And you knew something broke. And, uh, you know, it took two weeks for his eyes to turn black. It swelled out four inches. You know, and uh, to be quite honest with you, I know Steamboat's uh, having a few issues right now. And I hope the hell it wasn't what I did. I really do, man, because that haunts me. That's beginning to haunt me a lot. And um, Ricky, if you're listening, man, you know I never meant to do that. You know, I I didn't want to do that. You know, I begged you not to do that. Mm -hmm. But I, I just pray for you, man. Mm. Good dude, man. Love yeah, you're great guy. Love, love great guy. Steamboat. Dallas, was there ever a, a serious, a scary spot with the diamond cutter? Anybody ever take one the well, wrong if way? You watch it. If you watch Tank Abbott take it, of course, he wanted to tell some bitches a lie. Yeah. <laughs> so he was okay. But when I took him and I was like, Tank, if you don't, if you, if you don't go, just go. Cause I'm going to take it. And Tank, when we went, Tank's feet went straight up in the air. Oh, he drove and it. Boom. But, but it was the momentum. Oh, God. And no, he, he was crash. fine. He was fine. But I, when I watch it back, I was like, oh. Yeah, I know some guys will try to take the DDT and they want to kick their legs and go up. Don't do that. It's a much better. <clears throat> Lynn Denton did it so good. It was unbelievable. He would go flat and pop in the air. And turn, and you, <laughs> you know, like being served up with eggs, you know, <laughs> and it just looks so unbelievably vicious because his head would hit and he'd go up and bound over. But you get some guys that want to kick their legs and go over on their head. Well, that's when they get their necks messed up. Right. <laughs> you know, don't do it. I'll, I'll don't do it. Time to tell you about something I'm super passionate about protecting your family. Yes, this is a life insurance ad for goliathlife.com. But to me, this is really about peace of mind. Think about insurance for a second. We all get medical and auto insurance, yet we never even know if we're going to have a need for it. Let me let you in on a little secret. You need life insurance. We're all going to die. Now, as you let that reality sink in, think about what would happen if your family stopped having your income tomorrow. If you don't have a plan for that, you need to visit goliathlife.com. And I mean right now. And just personally, I've lost two friends in their forties this past year and a half. And I don't even want to think about what their families would be going through. Had they not had life insurance, if you don't have it, get it, protect your family. And I suggest you go to goliathlife.com because they've made the process of getting affordable life insurance, super easy. Goliath life streamlines the life insurance process by allowing you to get quotes for more than 20 carriers within minutes. And you'll pick your terms and payments to fit your budget. 
You pick your price, you start the online application immediately, and even schedule the medical exam to come to you. And I've done it. They sent someone to my office. I skipped the phone calls, the paperwork, and the crazy invasive conversations. Goliath Life makes buying life insurance simple. There's no hidden fees, no upsells, no hassle. Hell, not even a phone call. Goliath Life is life insurance in your hands on your time. Get multiple quick quotes right now from the comfort of your own home and begin your application in a few easy clicks right now at GoliathLife.com. I'll never forget the first time. I'm, I'm on the road for the first time ever. And uh, wait, 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 not ever. For maybe a couple of weeks after Scott had left. And it's me against Michael Hayes. Oh, God. And he gave me that damn DDT. Boy, I took it completely wrong. <laughs> you know, I took it completely wrong. Man, I <coughs> neck. Oh, my God. Ooh. I thought I broke my neck, man. The freaking way I hit. It was my fault. It was how I took it. But I was so green. He had it. And he like, you know, again, it's, <laughs> I will, that's right in the beginning of like a six day loop, you know, oh, great. So the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> now, back then we didn't take off when we got hurt. We just kept going. Jake, you had some pretty famous promos back then. I remember someone asked you, what does the DDT stand for? What does it mean? And, and you were quick to remind them the end. What what a great line that was! Uh, did did yeah. that come up organically, or are you making a town one night? Yeah, I just just came out of my head, man. Yeah, you know, I, I used to do a considerable amount of drinking, partying back in those days. Because usually, I partied by myself. I don't know if it's because I'm so stingy that I want to share, or yeah. or what. But usually, it's by myself, and I would have a pencil and paper, usually bar napkins. And I would write interviews in the bar, mm. you know, I hear music, hear a song and there'd be words in the song that come to me. And I put them in there and that's how I did a lot of it. But, um, repetition, saying those lines over and over again to where you get, it, it just comes to you out of the dark. I, I never studied for an interview, um, my hall of fame speech, which later I watched it. Cause I couldn't remember a word I said. And, uh, you spoke from the heart that night. I, I just spoke from the heart, yeah. you know? And I think for me, um, in a young age, going through the things that I did, I had to learn how to read people. I had to learn how to get out of situations. I had to learn how to lie. You know, and an interview is only as good as you make it believable. So I tried never to say something on an interview that I couldn't do. Like, I'm going to kill that guy. Never say that mm-hmm. unless you're going to do it. Right. Because if you don't, oh, you're just, another, you know, you're just another phony. But on the interviews, when you're doing an interview, you've got to believe it. Those words coming out of your mouth have to come from inside of you, and you got to believe it because people see through that. You know, if you get some guy up there just running his yeah, it's like, oh, who's in that crap? Mm. Well, that's not a good interview. And me taking my voice up and down is what pulled you in. That, and mm-hmm. I would say words, key phrases that you knew, but you didn't know where they came from, but you, you recognized them. Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big Pink Floyd guy. They use a lot of their stuff. Um, 
Rolling Stones use a lot of their stuff, you know. You know, you can't always get what you want, but you can get what you need. You know, those things, if you say that, everybody, just about everybody in the world knows that's, hey, that's something that, that I know. Yeah. And if you recognize it in your brain, if that comes to you, to your ears, and it hits your brain, your brain says, yes, that's true. Once you get somebody to believe in that it's true, you can take and tell them anything because they believe in what you're saying. And same same uh, stuff Superstar did. Yeah. Same stuff Dusty yeah. Rose did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I, I used a lot of that stuff too. Steal uh, it, man. <laughs> so just take take whatever wine fits. Uh, I, I can remember I heard uh, uh, Gary Allen uh, singing, uh, I want to be a SOB right down to the letter. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, if you're if you're a, a cowboy or, or a hick, watch the Beverly Hillbillies. Or watch Gunsmoke. You know, watch Westerns. That's where you're gonna steal your stuff from. Right. The character. Yeah. Well, the snake, of course, he went with Black Sabbath, Ozzy Osbourne, <laughs> Stones, Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. <laughs> Jake, you used to describe the DDT as cruel but fair. It's yeah. still one of your most popular shirts over pro wrestling tees. Yeah. I love that. Where did that come from? Oh my God. I'm almost embarrassed to tell you. My wife went and seen Rod Stewart and it was the cruel, but fair tour. Wow. <laughs> Take a good idea. Man. Yeah. Even, he made a little bit of money. Yeah. He got he, over. He got over. <laughs> uh, I just didn't want Jake the snake to be associated with Rod Stewart. Uh, I, I remember back in the day I went to a concert and Rod Stewart was there with a, a three dog night. Mm, I love those and three dog night. were on last and Rod Stewart was on second. And then a little band from Texas opened the show. It was easy, easy talk yeah. before anybody knew him. And Rod Stewart refused to go on until they got more mirrors on stage so he could watch himself dance. Okay. Those Texas rednecks did not like that. <laughs> and I was one of those Texas rednecks. Oh. We called him everything but a man. You know, it was pretty brutal because he held a concert up an hour and a half for them to get full-length body mirror so he can watch himself dance when he's singing. Holy crap, are you serious? I think the only thing that saved the riot was uh, ZZ Top came back out and played till they got the mirrors there. Those guys are great. Oh, man. my God. When you look back at their story, I watched, uh, you know, what, what, I think it's on um, Netflix, one of their, their, their story about how they started, what they did. And you think about LaGrange, which to yeah. me, is one of the best rock and roll songs ever. Yeah. Yes. That was in 1979. Yeah. And they blow up in you know in the 80s. Like they just had this crazy run, man. Yeah, crazy. Super and still running, man. Yeah. Still going. Mean, yeah, I love them, man, because they took that song with Grange, man, and made so much out of it that that whorehouse, because that's what it's about, is a whorehouse. Right, right. That whorehouse that was about to be torn down. The grandchild of the woman that ran that whorehouse came up with a book. And it was everybody that had ever been there. <laughs> and she said, if you tear that house down, I'm sharing this book. Mm. And it had everybody in it, man, mm. from those years. Foreign diplomats, foreign, you know, all this crap was going to come out. What'd they do? They settled out of court with her and they took that house, that whorehouse, moved it to downtown LaGrange, 
redid it and made it pretty. And it's now a Texas monument. Because in those days, that whorehouse back in the Depression, the reason they called it a chicken ranch is because people would come up there and trade chickens for a piece of tail. (laughs) Or they'd bring a hog because they didn't have any money. Mm. So they called it the chicken ranch. That's funny. You know? It's just awesome stuff. I love awesome history stuff, man. What, what's the old ZZ top line? Uh, same three members, same three chords. Here we go. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, Dallas talking about uh, the diamond cutter. They show up in Houston a lot but during the shows. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. South, yeah, yeah. They were always Dusty. there. Dusty was a big fan. Yeah, right? yeah. they were always Came there. Came to our right? shows, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what was uh, the Fantastics used that song of theirs? Sharp Dressed Man. Sharp Dressed yeah. Man, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. they came and said, oh, we love what you're doing with our song. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> right. <laughs> when we you started with that shit back then. When we yeah. started something to wrestle, uh, Bruce wanted to use LaGrange as our theme song. So he got Dusty's blessing to do it. Uh, because to your point, yeah, they were big Houston wrestling fans. So yeah. Yeah. Bruce met them in oh, the Bosch territory way back when. Uh, Dallas, tell, tell me about DD, uh, or the, the, the diamond cutter, who, do, who in your mind took it the best, who took it the worst. Do you have like your favorites or your least favorites where it just didn't work out? Um, I love the one. I love the one that uh, Eddie and I did. Uh, that was, uh, yeah, uh, that was, that was a lot of fun. That's freaky. Yeah. It was, uh, the way he flipped, like, cause Eddie being Eddie, like when I gave him the boost, he completely flipped around as we were going down. It was like beautiful. Uh, I love the one I did with Big Show because he choke slammed me off the top rope so many times. He'd put me up there and then he'd, and I go, dude, he's getting ready to leave for New York to work with WWE. And it's our last match. It's the last match he will do, uh, Starcade. And he put me up there. And I said, as we're going through, I'm just going to hook you. And show was so strong. Like when he got up there, he like, as we went up, he placed me how he moved his body and hit it perfectly. I remember hitting it, sitting up and just going right back down again. Like we nailed it. Uh, I did some fun stuff with big show. Uh, one of the things I do with him, cause he, I met show at the power plant he's 23 or 24 years old and he's down the power plant to start a program with hogan wow and like talk about a little bit of pressure yeah you know but hulk and uh jimmy hart were at some kind of celebrity basketball thing and it was like a two-on-two tournament and he was playing against paul you know the big show or now paul white his real name uh and uh they were like, your money, you need to be, you need to be involved in our business. And we got down there. It was up Mr. Page, this and Mr. Page. That. <laughs> and we just became really good buds. And on the, during that match, there's a spot where I shoot him off and he reverses it. And he goes to clothesline me. And I do the luchador thing. I, cause I can with him. He's a giant. I hook his arm. I come through and I crucifix him. And then I fall down below him and I'm doing, I'm trying to pull him over for the sunset flip one, two. And then he reaches down and grabs me and he's just going to pick me straight up. Right now, you know, the deal I'm on my back. I'm going to help give him a boost. 
He still got to lift me, but I'm going to push my feet so that it can give him momentum. Well, both of my feet, when I did that, slip. Oh. And I am completely dead weighted. Oh, my God. And this is what he does. Like I was five years old. He threw his arm. He took me straight up. That's scary. And and, and everybody went, like, what the hell? Because they knew. They knew it was just something. Now, he's got me here, and he's going to turn me and turn me and lay me right across his leg. And I'm on a, like a backbreaker, right? Yeah. A really I'm an intense backbreaker. When I get to the top, I look down and I go, that was amazing. I go, now don't kill me on this. <laughs> and he spins me and drops me perfect. My whole body goes, Wah! and... Yeah, then from there we worked our way to the finish. But I loved working with that big son of a bitch, man. He was uh, he's a talented cat. I know uh, it's not your favorite thing to do, but I know one of your least favorite diamond cutters is right before you turned down the NWO's offer. You were wrestling Mark Starr, and he came in a little hot, and you could just see it on your face afterwards. This was your uh, big moment, and you felt like, damn it, it was ruined. You know, I even talked to Steve about it. I, I had I had issues because that's the biggest moment in my career up till that deal. And it, it put, so it put me on the rocket. And I talked to Steve Austin and I go, watch this, watch this cutter here. And what happened was, and Mick Mark Starr was a hell of a worker. Yeah. And you know, I we must have had some kind of miscommunication or something because he was that he was as good as anybody out there. And I shot him in the, he shoots me up. I shoot him in the turnbuckle. Boom. He's going to, I'm going to hit the, the ropes and bank. I called it a bank shot. Diamond cutter. He hits the rope. He just staggers out, but he pulled the Ric Flair on me there and he goes into the drop. He's falling forward. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? And I dove at him. No wonder. Yeah. And I caught it like, like, a, like, Maybe a foot and a half, two feet off the ground. But I caught him, and it got a huge pop in my brain. At that point, I didn't hear that. It was all I, over your face. Oh yeah. my god! When I roll him over, I am so mad. I am Boiling. so mad. And get up one, two, three, nine. I said to Austin, "So what do you think?" He goes, a "Win's a win, kid." <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take it as a win. And I went, you know what? You're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, it, 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 no one remembers that, you know, yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Cause I am a perfectionist when I work at something and work at something, I want it to be as good as it can get, you know? And really I still caught him. So it worked. It wasn't my best, but, uh, probably my least favorite one, but it's still what set it, what set up to come was you know, Scott Hall taking it. That's all anyone talks about. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's all anybody remembers. Yeah. Jake, what about you? Do you remember there being one particularly bad looking DDT or one great one? Who was your favorite guy to take it? Well, I think the favorite was dark journey, you know, because of the pop that happened afterwards. And there's been a few guys that taken it badly, but nobody that comes to mind, um, the thing that, you know, the thing that gets me today is everybody uses a DDT for a high spot. Yeah. You know? And uh, I had a lot of people ask me, what do you think, Jake? What do you think about that? And I said, well, I think it's great. 
because uh, as long as you're doing that, people are going to remember me. And what else do they remember? When Jake did it, you didn't get up. So, so that nice. must mean that Jake <laughs> is better than the guy that's out there doing it right now. So uh, that's my that's my thought, and I'm going to stick with it. It doesn't do me any good to get angry or upset about it because, uh, hell, it's a great, it's one of the greatest moves ever. Yeah, it really is ever. And and, uh, and anybody at any time if they do hit it, yeah, it's believable that they could they could win. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's not like the other th- you know, thing I also really love was Raven's flock because Rave had like. I think I hit seven one night and every time one pop was bigger than the other. Yeah. And one of another favorite diamond cutter was, uh, when Billy Kidman, he had jumped up on the cage cause it was a steel cage and he wrapped his legs around me and I took his legs after doing like a couple of them. Then Billy's got me there and I took it and I threw his legs back. And he fell right into it. Perfect. Billy was a very, Billy Kidman was a really talented, yeah. really talented worker. Jake, when you're first establishing this move, is this something you have to powwow with the announcers and try to introduce and explain what it is and why it works? And cause you want them to be able to tell your story and help get it over. Right. What does that look like? Well, <clears throat> I didn't have to tell Jim Ross anything. Yeah. Because uh, the first time he saw it, he loved it. Uh, one of the few things that I did for Bill Watts that he loved, you know. But uh, that it was just so believable, and it was so simple. And uh, the fact that you can do it to anybody—that's the most important thing. If you're coming up with a young guys, if you're coming up with a finishing maneuver, make sure that you can do it to everybody. Yes. You know, uh, like the. Scott Hall, whatever he was doing, doing his thing, man. I used to say, man, you can't do that to somebody that weighs 300 pounds. Well, Scott Hall can. (laughs) Well, okay. You can't do it to 400 pounder then, you know? So, but yeah, try to come up with something that you can do to everyone. And uh, I'll always say that the best finisher is something out of the blue, you know, because that takes the people that full ride because preferably you know, you get a bigger pop if you're coming out of the blue from a dark place when you're getting your butt kicked. Yeah. Then out of nowhere, you just boom and hit it because people aren't expecting it. And uh, it worked for me for years. And it still works today. You know, and, that, and, that's, and that's the deal as far as the coming out of nowhere of it. Like, because I was a heel, that entire thing where Dylan took the. Uh, all the matches that I had, all the different diamond cutters and made them. Um, it, and he was literally filming it off his TV. And then he took it, you know, and used I, you know, whatever the uh, Apple iMovie uh, or whatever. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's what he, that's what he edited it on. Um, but I would go out there cause they were only giving me enhancement guys to beat. So I'm like, I'm going to make that guy. I'm going to make him look good. I'm going to get you know my shit in the beginning, and then I want to give him and give him and give him. And, and by that time, it's time. And out of mm. nowhere, bang, you know, and it turned me baby face, yeah. yep. you know, yep. more and more, just like it did with him. Yep. And another thing that was really amazing for me is that he's already gotten over D, D, T, mm-hmm. D, D, T. 
really easy to make that DDP. You know, so for my again, lawyer said, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but when you're taking things that we just talked about, things that you already recognize, things that you're already doing, things that you're already familiar with that you can get involved with. Like I, you've, I've talked about this before. This is what got me really over because it was something everyone can do. And it was fun to do, you know, and people could be involved in it. And again, but chanting DDT, you know, is so close to DDP and our relationship. It's like we were supposed to be brothers. You know, we were supposed to be who we are to each other. You know, it's just really crazy and had different runs at different times. Yeah. You know, Jake, yeah, we know about diamonds, uh, hand signal, but you would actually tease the DDT with that little, here we go. Yeah. Hand motion. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of folks were, were doing that, but you, you had established this maneuver. Everyone knew what it meant. Everybody knew that meant the end. You were definitely going to win the match. It was a matter of not, is he going to hit it, but when and how. And I think that little cue that added a big piece yeah. because it let fans know here it comes. Look for here it. it comes. Absolutely. Tell them what you're fixed to do. Yeah. You know, that was the whole thing with the short arm clothesline. That's the setup. How did you get to that though? Why the short arm clothesline? Why did that make sense for the setup? Well, like on these enhancement matches and stuff, you hit that short arm clothesline, then you can point at the guy and then you look around D D T right. Time to do it. Right. Right. Gives them a minute to breathe. Yeah. Right. Then later when you're wrestling somebody up the card, you can hit that short arm clothesline. And then when you get ready to go for the DDT, the heel does something and gets out of it. So it's a setup move and it sets up a spot for the heel. Gives them a way out, you know, and you figure the way out of the DDT was so important. Crush me into the turnbuckle, hook the rope, uh, different things that you can do. And I love that. You see, that was one of the things that for me, like, I would use it to throw the diamond cutter up like he's got him. I'd go to spin him, and I might have him turn into a backslide. And one of my favorite moves out of that ever was with Chris Benoit. Because, again, not many guys can do this. And Chris says, when we get here, I'll roll over the top of you. Just pull me. And so we were in the ring, and and he rolled over. Boom. I mean, that was a badass cutter. But you, it's a dance. It's a dance it is, on man. that. Yeah. You, know? you know, you look at like Sammy with Cody just a couple of weeks back. You know, Sammy being on the rope, having the ladder there, jumping to the ladder, and then jumping up to get Cody. There's a lot of room oh for God. oh my God, the ladder. He just crumbles. Like Cody had a backup plan. You know, if if that happened, but it didn't because Sammy's one of those guys who surfs, you know, 30 foot waves. I don't know if he's a surfer or not, but that's what he would be doing. Yes. You know, he, he's going to take the biggest wave down the pipeline because he has no fear today. <laughs> today. Now, the beautiful thing about me and him, no matter what, at 60s, we could still go out there and do things. Yeah. You know, yeah. And someone like Sammy or any of the guys who did that crazy high impact stuff, 
They're not doing that at 60. No. You know, I really not, worry about that. Yeah, guys. yeah I'm, I, I'm just that's why I push my program to all the guys and I give it to all of them or the girls free, you know, just freaking do it. You know, you know, <laughs> so many guys hit me up all the time now, but they're the ones that are getting older mm. and realize. And I tell them, I said, you're going to start doing this and you're going to feel better and you're going to think I don't need it. I'm going to stop. I'm just telling you, don't stop. Because now it's going to be 66 another week. Yeah. You know, man, every day I do some piece of it to to keep me mobile and to keep me there. Because I think about like I'm in my hyperbaric chamber and I got to scooch down and grab the zipper and open it up and Paige opens up the rest of the latches. And I'm thinking, how am I going to do this when I'm 70? Or 75 yeah. or 80. And, and how are you going to get in there? It, you know, but here's the deal. And this I figured out the other day. Because I'm going to do it five days a week. Yeah. I'm not going to stop. It's when you stop. Because you've seen some of the greatest athletes I can, ever. I can tell you this for sure. <laughs> when you stop. You stop. You get immobile. You screw yourself. And that's when it sets in and rigor mortis sets in. <laughs> you know, mine's starting to set in. Even though I do it all the time, but every day, every morning, every night, there's a series I do. You know, it's called, I call it the NXT warm up. Every time I start to go into it, I go, God, I'm, I can't believe how stiff I am. And then before you know it, I'm back where I was yesterday. It's you have to do it. You have to brush your teeth every day or you lose them yeah. a couple of times a day. You got to shower your body. You know, you, you, you got to use eat. it. You will lose it. You're just going to lose it, man. So, you know, for me, I've realized now I'm not going to, because I'm going to continue to do it all the time. And I have that ability to, once you make something part of your lifestyle, then you own it. It's when you drift off, you come back three steps back yeah. and you might only get two of those steps. Yeah. You know, Dallas, what's the old Zig Ziglar quote? Zig Ziglar used to say, people often say motivation doesn't last. Well, neither does bathing. And that's why we recommend it daily. So (laughs) that guy got some of the greatest quotes ever. My favorite one of all time for him is, um, you can get whatever you want. As long as you help enough people get what they want. Yep. You know, that's power. That that's how I live my life. Jake will tell you that, man. You know, let's bring it. How I live my life. Jake, the, uh, the DDT was known for, uh, being the end of the match, but famously it, it, it hurt Ricky steamboat and, and maybe there were some yeah. others along the way. Was there anybody ever hesitant to take the DDT? No. How about the snake? They were hesitant to take the snake. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of guys who did not take the snake. Yeah. Uh, Piper Piper was deathly afraid. Uh, Kamala. Yeah, there was a lot of guys that put the brakes on for the snake, but not the DDT, no. Dallas, was there a finish you didn't want to take? Maybe not a DDT, not a diamond cutter, but was there one where you were like, oh, I don't want to take that? Um, it oh, wasn't so I much. Tell you one. Yeah, it wasn't so much finishes as it was some moves that some guys wanted to do, you know, because like, uh, I don't know about that. You know, I'll tell you what, in the beginning, I pretty much did whatever needed to be done. Yeah. As time went on, my own, no, dude, I, I don't even remember. But I can remember someone go, 
you know, save that for some of the younger guys, dude. I have, yeah. I, uh, again, belly, belly to belly suplex or the, the back. Foot. You know, I did not like those. I just felt like I was flying blind. Right. Same with the doomsday device with the road warriors coming off the top. I don't think a lot of guys wanted to take that one. No room for error. Thank God I never had to, because I, I would not have wanted to take that. Especially from those guys. (laughs) Jake, uh, the, the reason these two moves got over to the level they did and fans still talk about them is because they were for lack of a better word, protected. Nobody kicked out of a Jake, the snake DDT. Nobody kicked out of DDP's diamond cutter. It's It's a new era Story you tell. Yes. These days, you know, sometimes at a big pay-per-view match, we're going to have to hit the same finish five or six times before it actually sticks. Uh, do you think that's the reason we don't have a a move? One particular move that's as over as maybe you guys moves on wasted. It's been wasted. I think I, I feel like it's been wasted in my mind, what wrestling should be. You know, I think that uh, if you look back, if you look back, hell, a headlock used to be a finish. Yeah. You know, Mm. so it's what we put out there for the people. And now today, these these guys are going out there and just doing everything in the book. But it's going to get old. It's going to get old. People are going to get tired of this because each time you do something, the next thing has to be greater than. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, this greater than is going to get some of these kids in trouble. Dallas, uh, nobody did a DDT like Jake, but who had the second best DDT in your opinion, just your opinion, your personal favorite besides Jake. Um, I liked Arns. Yeah. I liked Arn Anderson's, uh, DDT. I like Michael PS Hayes's DDT. Randy Orton, Randy, well, Randy Orton did a good DDT. Yep. What about you, Jake? Is there a version of the cutter? Not, not DDPs. We know the diamond cutter was yeah. the best. No, I can't think of anybody that I, I think is the second best even. You know, it's like with me, with the DDT, I, I used to get angry because I would go to guys and say, look, man, I can help you with this finish. If you're going to use the DDT, let me show you how to do it. Right. Right. And you know what I was told? That's okay, man. I'm going to do it my way. Hmm. Excuse me, because they, they they don't get that you got to take that left leg back and shoot it through, because that's what gives it the snap and the speed. Instead, they want to grab it and then hop. That hop shit stinks, you know it really does. And uh, it, it's a shame that some guys don't want to learn the right way to do things too. Well, this was fun. I don't know what I expected from today's episode, but this was one of our more fun episodes, at least to me. And I'm excited to keep the train going next week. We're going to be talking about the different arenas of wrestling. Some of the more famous and beloved and maybe not so beloved, but something you'll love is hearing from these guys on cameo. Jake, you guys are influencing people and helping people every single day at cameo.com. Are you not? Yeah, I love doing them too. It's one of my favorite things to do. I look and and, you know, if pop two or three or before I go to sleep at night, I'll, I'll look at them and kind of find myself in a, a process of trying to put something together. that's really deep that will connect with these people. And, uh, it's amazing. I mean, I, I got one the other day, man, where a kid wanted to thank me for giving his father one and his father had died since, but at the time I gave him, gave him one to boost his morale. And, uh, 
I remember doing it and thinking, maybe I did a little too much, you know, because I, I went at the guy, you know, hey, get off your ass, you lazy son of a bitch type interview, you know, and, and went with it. And then I thought, man, I went too far with that. But evidently I didn't because the kid still remembered it and he, he just wanted to thank me for firing his father up that day. Wow. And uh, he had a few more good days with him after that, he said. And it's, it amazes me how our platforms have, has given us power, you know, and has given us the ability to help other people. They want to be helped by somebody. They want to be helped by somebody. And they are so over the top grateful if one of us takes the time to help them. And you don't do like the 30 second. No, 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 no. You don't do that minute shit, you know? Like no. we, we put time in, both of us. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's always over two minutes. And I try to actually think and spend some time on what I'm going to do. You know, make it mean something. Make them make them remember this a year from now. You know, if you can do that, then you did it right as far as oh, I'm yeah. concerned. All you gotta do is look at our uh reviews from people yeah, and what they yeah, say. Yeah, because you know, they don't write like, hey, nice cameo. Yeah. They write like paragraphs. Or they, they tip you. Yeah, tip you, which <laughs> yeah. is even better. I love like. that, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I've never been tipped a hundred dollars though. <laughs> check it out cameo.com first <laughs> you can find jake roberts and ddp there and of course you can find us next week right here talking about the arenas on yeah, ddp yeah. snake pit thank you baby see ya